0: You are listening to the 108 Bricks Podcast. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at 108brickspod and get involved with the conversation using the hashtag 108bricks. Also, be sure to go ahead and follow us on Facebook, too. Go ahead and give us a like. And we
1: post the latest Cubs news and updates right there, and you can get involved with each show on Facebook and Twitter. (music) Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 108 Bricks Podcast. Curtis Koch here, along with Dylan Buckwhites. We've got spring training back in action. And uh, last week when we were here, we were talking about a lot of different stuff regarding spring training. But this time, we actually have some games in play to talk about. So, Dylan, I'm very excited to get back into the swing of things, talking There's about some baseball
0: games to talk about. Actual baseball. It's incredible. I didn't think we would finally get to this day, but it has come there have been baseball games played out in Arizona and I I actually for it only being like the first week of real baseball being played uh, out at spring training a lot of a lot of news coming out of camp so far Um, yeah and uh, a lot of different uh, good news some bad news too but um, some of
1: that bad news actually isn't too bad because uh, it it doesn't affect anything really going forward for the Cubs Um, and of course uh, last week or last time we were talking, uh, we still hadn't had any Harper or Machado news and now we do, we have some Harper and Machado news. So, um, at least well, with one of the two, uh, one of the two, yeah, <laughs> we have some news regarding that, but, uh, still a lot of fun to get to, um, heading into, uh, the upcoming baseball season. Um, still some stuff that will affect the Cubs in terms of the off season plan, uh, this year. So we'll get into all that too, coming up in, uh, later on in the show here today.
0: Yeah, um, but first things first, we're going to look at the Cubs and what they've been doing lately. Um, they've played a few games so far this spring training. I think uh, looking right out the gate, the big, uh, the big thing everyone was talking about, Chris Bryant first at bat in spring training, blasts a home run. Um, and so far, he's looked pretty good. Uh, five played appearances. He has a home run, a single, and three walks, actually. Uh, so far in spring training, but he's also after that home run has come out with um, in interviews with this new sort of confidence and drive pretty much saying, bring it on to yeah, this season. And the way he, the way he seems to be approaching the season, I hope to potentially see Chris Bryant come back to this M this uh, MVP form. It would be great to see that happen again. And, It seems like people, especially last year, a lot of people started doubting him with the shoulder. People didn't know if he was actually injured or not. They were wondering if it was excuses. And he seems to have taken heart to that and is coming out now uh, all cylinders ready to go and uh, looks to basically prove everyone wrong.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was going to say the naysayers was the big thing there. Um, And only that too, When he had a lot of... Opinions on a bunch of other stuff, too. He was talking about MLB service time. He was talking about really stuff. just a, a big, wide variety. He's a
0: very opinionated man this year. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and the one thing that I thought was interesting was the the uh, when he was talking about you know his injuries and stuff like that. And um, he specifically talked about how um, baseball in the more recent years is, and how he put it, uh, what have you done for me lately sort of game. And yeah. um, he even said himself, like you know, I I didn't feel that or I felt that um a lot last year, um and I think having every single guy on this team having some sort of motivation or some sort of chip on their shoulder is just going to make them play all that better coming up this year, um because the last few years the Cubs really haven't had that fuel to kind of drive their their winning mentality. It's always just been oh we're just a really good baseball team we're gonna get there. You know, no no worries, and then of course the wild card exit and the NLCS loss to the Dodgers um, the year before, and all of that too kind of played into all that role um, with the team. But when you look at in the past, there was always some sort of hunger that kind of driven this team going forward, especially in the World Series year. You had a lot of expectations, and a lot of guys were like, "All right, let's hungry, let's go out and do this," and that was the the mentality for them. I think this year too, which will be interesting to see how they handle all that going forward.
0: Yeah, it's going to be weird. Um, There was a lot, as we've said it many times, there's been a ton of questions and uh, concerns going into this season, especially after their early exit from the playoffs last year. And it seems like this team has come into spring training so far, extremely motivated, extremely ready to go, especially with the comments from Bryant. He seems really fired up and ready just to go get out there and prove everyone wrong really yeah um and it, it should be fun to see i i if brian's firing on all, all cylinders if rizzo's firing on all cylinders um and then you still have the guy is uh with the likes of baez schwarber even Almora and hap have some power on them too like it's going to be an offensive powerhouse of a team again and hopefully that's what we can see this year and that's really was what the heart and soul of the cubs lineup was in 2016 um you would be in the third inning and the score would be like seven to one yeah (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and i think the cubs need to do that again i think they've been cursed with a lot of slow starts they've been falling down to these one run two run deficits early in games um and the pitching has had a lot of pressure on them especially over the past few years especially with the bullpen as we can see (laughs) with some of the guys uh being questioned being about overused or used too much and i think it also some of that falls on the offense um when you go from a team that had some of the biggest run differentials in the league in 2015 and 2016 to having some of the worst run differentials in the league in the following years there's a little bit of a problem there and it's not just your pitching and it comes down to that offense so hopefully we could see them come in we can see them get more fired up i'd love to see that uh the same sort of offensive powerhouse of a team we saw in 2016 again where you're jumping out to those three nothing four nothing five nothing even more leads to alleviate the pressure because i think if you can get to those leads then you'll start seeing starting pitchers go longer. If you have a five, six run lead, you may want to leave that guy in for another inning or two because if he gives up a run, well, it doesn't matter as much. And if he's feels comfortable throwing an extra inning, going into the sixth, going into the seventh, that's one extra inning. Your bullpen won't have to pitch and stuff like that will start adding up. So I think the central to this lineup is going to be their offense and hopefully they'll be able to piggyback off that and uh, kick it off. Well, this season now, granted all of what I've just said is based off of like three (laughs) spring trainings worth of stuff, but the early signs are looking good.
1: Yeah, the early signs are looking good. And the other thing too, uh, that's also looking good was uh, you Darvish the other day. I mean, despite the fact that um, he only had a few walks in that, start but he was looking good 1.1
0: innings pitched 37 pitches 17 strikes yeah was his stats that's still a
1: lot of good and the one thing too i mean he's still talking in english a lot to uh um reporters when he's done which is good obviously he said himself that um or he actually joked about it saying that you know translators kind of cost the team too much money and then uh, <laughs> he changed and then he, he said, no, but seriously, you know, uh, I want to connect and get the words that I want to say out of my mouth and not through a translator and, and connect with guys more and, you know, speaking English and stuff like that, which is good, which I'm all for, um, especially if it's going to help you kind of reconnect and, and kind of grow from there in terms of uh, connecting with your teammates and everything like that. So I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea that he's doing more interviews in uh, in English.
0: Yeah, I think overall there's a lot of good to take away from uh, Udavich's first start. One, his first two pitches he hit 95, 96 miles an hour respectively on the first two pitches. Now, yeah. he, he he even brought it up during his interview that his control was lacking. He wasn't feeling his change up too well, which is probably why you saw a lot of balls, why you saw a couple hits um, off of him and um, why you probably didn't see him pitch that much. But in an early spring training appearance, when you see a guy who you really were going to question what his arm strength was like, how how he was going to do, seeing the velocity right there, 96 miles an hour fastball. Wow. If he's even able to ramp that up a little more, hopefully maybe by the time opening day comes around, you may see him getting close to 100 miles an hour. That would be something incredible. Yeah. Um, and this is what spring training is for. He's hopefully you hope to see him get more control down the line. You want to see the, the strike to ball ratio, obviously, <laughs> go down a little bit since 17 strikes out of 37 pitches isn't so great, but um, maybe he'll, he can tighten that in. He'll start getting a lot more swings and misses and uh, things will work out. But so far, so good for Darvish. Again, we only saw one inning and one outs worth of pitching from him, but the way he's come to spring, same deal with Chris Bryant. They seem to both have that really, really big drive, um, and hopefully that's enough to really put them over the edge and we can see top-tier performances from the both of them going into this year. Um, I want to look on the broader scale now for the Cubs because Joe Madden has been a manager, and we knew this when we signed him up to be uh, the Cubs guy, was his diversity in his lineups, how much he likes playing different guys. And you look at the Cubs lineup this year, and holy cow, you have... I feel like we're not going to see the same lineup every day, ever. Like I think there's going to be 162 games with 162 potential different lineups available to Joe Madden because that's really what he with the guys he has at his disposal, it's going to be absolutely insane. And just going by what I'm like talking about is let's start let's let's start with the outfield. Now, in left field, you can either we've been seeing a lot of Kyle Schorber, uh Chris Bryant, potentially. Along with Ben Zobrist, That's that's three different guys who can go in that position. I think Ian Happ so, can be put in that. Yeah, Ian too. Happ also. Yeah. So you have four different guys. Now you look at center. El, usually that's split between Elmore and Happ with... Um,
1: Hayward uh, getting some yeah, time there.
0: Hey, There you go. I just completely blanked on that. But yeah, Hayward <laughs> also getting some time in center field. And then in right field, you also see Zobrist, Hayward, and Happ out there as well. So you basically have an insane amount of combinations you can go with just with your outfield. I don't it's it's a lot of math i'm doing some quick math here okay you have 36 <laughs> technically you have 36 different combinations just through your outfield of players you can go with yeah basically you, then that's and that's my bad math there could be more i just don't know more or less but then yeah. now you take into account you can also start playing daniel descalzo out there descalzo i can't speak english daniel today descalzo who can also who can also play any one of those outfield positions? You can yeah. put Descalzo at short. You can put him at second. You can have Zobrist at second. You can have Happ at second. You can have Bodie at second, and Baez. Like <laughs> you have a team of guys who play who all of them are capable of basically playing up to three different positions effectively, and so I I, I don't I'm not lying when I said we could see 162 different lineups from the Cubs this year where yeah. you will not see the same guys playing differently. And I don't know if the lineup includes the batting order as well, which will also be moving around a lot. And we'll, I think later down the line on spring uh, of spring, when we get closer to opening day, we'll probably give our, our ideal opening day lineup and what we're going to want to see from the Cubs. But yeah, overall, it's going to be absolutely insane. The different diversity we're going to see at the different positions. And I, I still haven't been able to figure out if that's going to hurt the Cubs or if that's going to be great for the Cubs. I, I just don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll all depend upon... Baseball's a game of of streaks. Um, you win, you have a, go on a winning streak, you want on a losing streak, players go on hot streaks, they go on cold streaks, um, that sort of thing. So I think kind of what it really will come down to is really just who's hot. You know, who's hot and who's not hot. And I think that'll kind of depend upon... Where Joe Madden plays, uh, his guys. I mean, for example, if um, if Bodie is going, you know, 0 for 12 in his last, you know, six to seven games or or whatever, or uh, maybe a, a shorter amount of time, I don't think he'd get more playing. I think he'd get less playing time than at a third base or out in the field versus a uh, a guy like um, Chris Bryant who might get more of the playing time. Or um, if you're putting Bodie at second base, you might move Javi over there and uh or put zobris there or something like that there's there's so many different options like you were just saying that it does make the team i think one it it helps the cubs more than anything because any sort of injury that happens i mean even with the pitching too like if if you were to lose a uh kyle hendricks or um a jose quintana or whoever i mean you could always put tyler chatwood back in there but you could also go with mike montgomery who'd had a really good year as a starter last year, you could put him into the mix as well. Um, all across the board, there's so many different options that you can use that if, if one guy goes down, it's so easy to just plug the holes with whatever you have and your team doesn't miss a beat or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I think it really does help the team going forward. I don't think it really hurts them. Um, especially like we said, if, if it's a winning streak or a losing streak, you might see, uh, if a guy gets hot, Madden puts him in the position, um, like, in left field. Like, if Chris Bryant's hitting really well and David Bodie's hitting really well, well, Bode's not much of an outfielder, so you might see Bryant getting time in right field to give Hayward a day off, or you might see Bryant in left field um, and Schwarber comes in or, you know, something like that. And uh, you- you'll – I think, like I said, we'll see a bunch of different options, but I think it's all depending upon how guys are doing, like, streak-wise. Um, we'll see a lot of other – cubs starters get their in two i know uh hamels as we're recording this on wednesday he's going today um thursday i think kyle Hendricks is going and then friday i think Quintana is going um so i think saturday and you'll or... probably
0: see him maybe get like two innings of work at best
1: yeah at best and i think that'll really help to that it's that they're starting to get their swing of things in. and of course we just talked about you darvish going yesterday too um or on tuesday Uh, so that will help and I I would assume John Lester would be getting in there at sooner or later yeah probably a Saturday or or Sunday or something like that so um, yeah I'm not worried about the team at all in terms of like where to plug in uh, fill holes and stuff like that I am worried about the team in the aspect of a little bit in the bullpen I still feel like they could really benefit from an extra arm in their bullpen Um, but other than that I'm still confident with the team going forward. I'm Craig just Craig Kimbrell
0: is still a free agent. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if if that says anything or what, but dang, that was a, that was a, that's still a surprise. It's still Bryce Harper too. Um, yeah. is still a free agent. And I thought I could be totally wrong. Um, okay. I must have been wrong. I thought I saw somewhere that Dallas Keuchel was talking with the Reds or agreed to a deal. Um, with the Reds but I haven't seen anything um that says otherwise so I think he is still a free agent um so we'll we'll see what happens with that too because I know he's another great left-handed pitcher that could really help out a team he's 31 so I don't think he's going to get the the big money deal that uh that he would hope for um, yeah but I still think he's a guy that could really help out a team at some in some form of uh, rotation so Anyways, that's all, really, I have thoughts-wise on the pitching stuff. Yeah. I guess my next question would be, you know, we're talking about the lineup diversity and stuff, and we just talked about Darvish coming back. Um, Darvish is going to have a lot of eyes on him um, in spring training. Um, same with a, few, a lot of other guys we talked about, um, or we haven't talked about, but uh, Addison Russell has been playing in spring training and has been getting um, a few cheers and a, f- a few boos in uh, um, his at-bats. Um I guess that might be another person to keep an eye on, but Dylan, I ask you, who are you keeping um, a close eye on probably the most during spring training this year?
0: It it may sound a little weird, but I'm looking at Addison Russell. Um, He got the invite to spring, even though he will be suspended for a good chunk of the first part of the season. Um, Overall though, I want to see what he brings to the table this year. Um, I talk about how Chris Bryant's coming into spring training, fired up and ready to go. And then you look at Addison Russell and in that first press conference he had, he kind of just sounded like a robot reading off scripted material. Yeah, that that was very weird.
1: scripted, yeah.
0: And I want to see how he develops through spring and I want to see how he performs because I feel like a good performance for him means a lot more than any other player. Even though he is going to be suspended, I want to still see him putting in the work especially for a guy who hasn't been putting in numbers uh close to what he's been projected to be at he hasn't really hit that uh ceiling yet of what his skills are supposed to be and now with the whole social controversy and whatnot it gets pretty interesting of what's going to happen now with him and so i want to keep watching what he's doing how he's handling uh his at bats what he's hitting in in spring training and see if that gets any better for him because really all eyes are going to be on him. You know he's on a short leash. You know he has to perform, so show it. Let's let's see what he's got so far, and hopefully that can carry on into the field and he can still be a productive member of the team.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm looking at... Well, we talked about one of them, you, Darvish. I'm looking to make sure that he's at least getting back on track because he's going to be a big part of the team this year. Um, Russell will be another one I'm keeping my eye on, but I'm also... I was actually really more interested to see how Wilson Contreras does this year. Um, As you know, I'm, I'm, we've talked about this before. I I like Wilson Contreras a lot. Um, I think he's got a a really, a lot of upside in his game. Um, The one thing though, about him last year was that he just did not have the, the offensive output that we thought he would have. Um, There was one point during two years ago where we thought, okay, this guy could really be um, like an MVP caliber, uh, player with the way how he was just carrying that Cubs offense um in 2017 and l- last year um he didn't have a very good year at all. I mean, he he batted 249 um coming off a year where he was 276 and 282. Now, 282 was he only played in 76 games and then of course the playoffs as well. I mean, he he did get an all-star last year. However, the year that he batted 276, I mean, he was really good. He had 74 RBIs, 21 home runs, and again, he missed a good por- portion of that year because of um because of his uh hamstring injury that he got while running the bases in uh San Francisco. Um so I think he would be really, really benefiting from a, a really good bounce back year. Um, like 10 home runs, 54 RBIs last year. So I'd like to see more power out of him. I'd like to see some more run production. And I, I like to see that batting average tick up too. So I'm, I'm watching Wilson Contreras as well. Um, a lot this year in spring training too. Um, I think that'll yeah, just really help He's going to
0: be a big guy and hopefully see him bounce back, especially because you don't have a veteran catcher presence. He's still going to be going with Victor Carantini for sure. That's going to yeah. be interesting. And, That's uh, going to be really interesting. The
1: Cardinals just signed Matt Weeters, um, to be Yadi Molina's backup. Um, hmm. so with, with that being in play now, the Cardinals also getting stronger. I think they also extended one of their pitchers, miles Malkalas. I think they extended to, um, so I think that <laughs> with all of that being said, I, th- I think that the Cardinals are going to be a team that you're going to really be looking at too. Um, yeah, they, they extended miles, um, Michaelis or Michaelis or whoever. Um, And they still got a lot of really good people on that team. Of course, you know, our good buddy Dexter Fowler, (laughs) former Cub, still on that team too. You got uh, Marcelo Zuna, uh, Matt Carpenter, Paul DeYoung, of course, Yadi Molina. Um, And then in the bullpen with the addition of Andrew Miller, you still have Jordan Hicks who was hitting 104 last year um, on the radar gun. So that's still going to be very interesting to see how – that Cardinals team pans out as long as as well as the Brewers. The Brewers are also still a very good baseball team. So we'll see how that all kind of comes into fruition going forward. But uh, I'm still thinking that the Cardinals are going to be one of the the good teams in the National League Central, along with the Cubs and Brewers. I think it's going to be a, a big three team race, um, and we might see a year like we did in what was it 2015, where it was the uh, the the Cubs and the Pirates in the wild card, but the Cardinals won the division we could see a similar thing where maybe the, the one of the teams takes the top and wins the division, but the other two teams are in the wild card. Yeah. And that could be yeah. a, a situation that could play out um, this point during the year too. But um, other than that, I think that's really going to wrap up that part for spring training.
0: Yeah. Last, last little bit of news. Bodie's back in the lineup. Obviously he took a, um, he took a pitch off the helmet from Madison Baumgartner in a spring training game got evaluated by all the doctors, cleared everything, got a, got a sincere apology from Baumgartner Gardner through text message the other day, which is always good to see. Oh, so everything's good, good, good to go. Yeah, yeah, he, he got an apology from that. Obviously, you don't want to be you know, it'd be pretty wild if you had a team start hitting guys on like the first day of spring training. <laughs> well, I,
1: I was looking back. I'm like, did Bodie and Mad Bum have a history? And I was like, I didn't, no, no they it didn't was have just any. a pitch that got
0: away from him. And yeah, so he, got, he, well, and, he got sent an apology.
1: And Bumgarner has always been kind of a hothead. I mean, you look at his career. I mean, he's not afraid to throw at guys or like, you know, if somebody you know flies out and they're not happy with it and they kind of you know throw their bat off to the side and discuss, yeah. he'll yell at them like. He gets pretty heated over things that really shouldn't be heated over. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that he apologized to Bodie because otherwise, I mean, I don't know. Mad bum's a guy that I would not want to mess with in any sort of
0: situation. No, no, not at all. I, I agree. 100% he is not a guy i mess with, um, but it's good to see Bodie back in the lineup. And then lastly, we're going to expand to all of the MLB, which sort of affects the Cubs. Both of these little tidbits of news affect the Cubs. Um, Nolan Arenado signing uh an extension with the Rockies for eight years. This honestly, this news affects the White Sox more than it affects the Cubs. I know the Cubs were literally were going to be a little interested in him going into free agency next year. The White Sox, though, are definitely probably going to be in on a guy, uh, a player like him going into free agency and now he's going to be a Rocky for the next eight years, which is a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, the other thing too is I don't I don't think the Cubs would have gone after him. I think what it means for the Cubs on that side is how much, because Arenado is regarded as one of the best third basemen in all of baseball. Um, and I, I forget the numbers that he signed. It was eight years, 260. Was that right?
0: Something like that. Yeah.
1: Um, eight but, years is
0: all that matters really.
1: Yeah. But with that being said, um, yeah, eight years, $260 million contract, but that would affect what the, the asking price of Chris Bryant could be.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds like a I know the Cubs, good standard.
1: The, the Cubs haven't talked to him or haven't talked to Brian about an extension. He Brian said that um, to a few reporters uh, earlier t- uh, on Wednesday, but um, the Cubs were also saying, or the, the, the or Brian's party also turned down a uh, a contract extension north of $300 million. Um, I think it was <laughs> it last year or a few years ago when they tried extending him, um, but they didn't want to do it in season, so That'll be interesting to see, too, how much Bryant's going to be asking for. Because if if Nolan gets eight years, $260 million to stay with the Rockies, um, to be honest, I think that's a good price for Arenado. And I think that's a little bit of a good indication of how much the Cubs could maybe get Bryant for maybe uh, around $300 million, maybe a little bit less than that, too. Maybe a little bit more than that. But I think that'll really help Bryant's... Depends um, on how
0: Bryant's season goes, too.
1: Well, yeah, but I, th- I think that also will help the Cubs in negotiating because if they're yes. saying, "Yeah, the, the this is the market value for this guy, and we're gonna, willing to give you more because you've done X, Y, Z for us, and you've been a really good part of the organization," he might take a, a three hundred ten million dollar eight year extension or something like that.
0: So, mm-hmm. who knows? It should be interesting to see. And then the last little tidbit is Bryce Harper is still a free agent. Yeah. pretty crazy to think when we're playing spring training games already that bryce harper is not on a team well and he's, and he's on the cover
1: of uh and the show and he has, still has no team. a team and, and i think their game comes out march 16th if yeah I'm it's not just mistaken. gonna be
0: him in like a hoodie and a gray hat or something yeah like that, i think okay, they're, they're just, just gonna go MLB generic, go generic uniform number one but um pretty insane to see like that and Rumors start coming out now that the the Dodgers have come back in on talks that short term talks as of now they may go into that three hundred million range. There's also rumors that the Phillies have offered more than more than three hundred million. He just won't accept it because he doesn't want to go play in Philly, which is pretty outrageous. (laughs) And I don't blame the guy for something like that, but at the same time, it's like you deserve to wear. What do you want to sacrifice? Do you want to sacrifice where you want to play, or do you want to sacrifice your check? And it's it's going to be pretty pretty nuts if um the season starts and he's not on a team. I don't think that's going to happen, but at the same time it also opens up the door for the Cubs to potentially swoop in on this. I know there was already they checked in on him. They're probably wondering if a short-term deal is still uh, potentially going to come back on the table. Maybe it will. It'd be awesome to see that happen, it, especially if talks open up with the dodgers i I said it'd be absolutely insane for the cubs not to try to get back in on that if short term deals start becoming a possibility again the cubs should definitely do that they have the spending money to do it and there's no reason for them not to yeah Uh, and
1: you know it's funny as um (laughs) it's funny is that i showed you this tweet yesterday it's from randy miller who's the yankees beat writer for um new jersey advanced media um and for nj.com um he tweeted out yes uh, yesterday on uh, Tuesday, for what it's worth, my source who is close to Bryce Harper tells me that hashtag Dodgers and hashtag Cubs were first choices all along, and he prefers not to sign with the Phillies. I've been hearing all winter that Harper does not want to play for Gabe Kapler due to analytics and quirky personalities.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's weird, man. What a weird, weird offseason and, and the, it's been.
1: And the top-liked the top reply... Um, was that photo of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper at the Oscars. And on top of Lady Gaga, it says Cubs fans. And on top of Bradley Cooper, it says Bryce Harper Cubs rumors. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> who knows, man? Who knows? Next week, sooner or later, maybe he's going to go play for... The White Sox again. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I just figured we would bring it up. It's kind of a fun thing. It, it's to, so uh, it's
1: so funny to me that the Cubs are being. And I don't know if I blame necessarily Theo because I think Theo is the one that's checking in and he wants to get a guy like Bryce Harper. And I think he knows the sort of value that a Harper would do into a onto uh, a a roster. Um, but you know, it, it's surprising to me that that here it is the, the top players in the game in the prime of his career wants to play for the Cubs and the Cubs are just like, yeah, bring him
0: on board.
1: We're we're fine. (laughs) We're good. We're supposedly broke. We supposedly don't have enough money to sign him, but no, we're good.
0: It's just insane, but whatever, man, I can only just sit back and laugh and be ready for, uh, what's to come. Baseball's getting closer and closer. We're about to enter March and, uh, just be ready. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, so uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks from now hopefully some more spring training news coming out um, there's going to be a lot more games to talk about maybe Bryce Harper will be in a team who knows um, be sure to let us know what you think of the podcast or any other thoughts you have about the Cubs send us an email at 108 uh, podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at 108brickspod or even go on Facebook and find us 108brickspodcast just search it you'll find us right there uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at hi underscore I'm underscore Buck. Oh, like I'm on, say his.
1: I'm on Twitter too at Curtis K underscore Wise. Radio.
0: And um, that's gonna be it for us. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the podcast, and um, it's gonna be fun. Hopefully, we'll have some more fun news for you guys next week. See ya.